Hi, I'm Vibhu Sharma. And I'm Sean Mato. And this is the Foreign and National Podcast. This podcast is meant to be a platform for people with diverse backgrounds to share their perspectives on how they navigate life. Thanks for tuning in. Before we start this episode, uh, we wanted to give a really big thanks to everybody who's already listened to the podcast. We sent this to family and friends, and we were genuinely so surprised with how much positive feedback we received. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, we got so many messages, DMs, like, so many people reached out to us with, like, how much they loved it, how much they related to the topic, and how much we reconnected with some friends who yeah yeah i i reconnect with people who i haven't talked to in years like from high school and college and it's just you guys know who you are huge huge thank you for all that feedback uh i want to love to catch up more and we will over the next how many ever weeks we keep doing this i believe definitely (laughs) but uh yeah thanks thanks for all of that thank you everybody seriously yeah and the cool part is you know we we sent this maybe to 12 15 people on our own and then some other people found it on our stories and other things like that but we have a lot more unique listens than that, which means that somehow people are actually finding our podcast and listening to it. And they're actually listening to it. Yeah, and like there's actually retention, and that is just the most amazing thing. <laughs> I saw that today, and I was just so excited that like, someone is like tuning into stuff we have to say, like the mindless exactly. rambling that we have every episode, or not every episode, second episode, first episode. But damn, yeah. Now, this is just a continuation of the mindless rambling we do when we're not recording also. All right. What are we talking about today? All right. So today we're going to talk about dating. And dating is a really wide subject. So this will probably be the first episode of a multi-episode series. Yeah. Uh, TBD about whether we're going to release the multi-episode. It's TDB. It's TBD. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I haven't had that much whiskey yet. <laughs> have, you, have you watched The Office where he goes like, TDB? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's go keep going. Okay, so we haven't TVD uh, if whether we're going to release parts one, two, three, four in a row or something like that, yeah. or if we're going to stagger it in between other subjects. Yeah, it also depends on when some of our friends are available to come on the show and talk about their own stories, because like, we have people interested in talking about their experiences with long-distance relationships or breakups or different things like that. So uh, we'll upload them as we record them, basically, and there's no real clear structure on that, but yeah. this is episode one when it comes to dating. So the structure is the same as the last episode, mm-hmm. where we have a list of questions that we've come up with, and we're just going to have a discussion based off those questions. Yeah, generally going to try to stay on track, but if that doesn't happen, then we apologize in advance <laughs> for wasting your time. I apologize in advance for Sean wasting your time. Yeah, I'll take that responsibility. <laughs> All right, let's start with question one. Yeah, well, let's give some background about what we're talking about today anyways. So when I said that you know we wanted to step back and look at how the generation before us approached the topic of dating, it wasn't really dating as such. And I think what we're talking about is arranged marriages. Yeah, well, yeah, basically. Right? That is what it is. Um, and there's a lot of confusion about you know what an arranged marriage is, why it works, why would someone want to do this? Did our parents do this? Why did our parents do this if they did? So we're going to try to jump into all of that. I think the larger subset of like arranged marriages, or not the larger subset, the subset we want to focus on is, you know, how it's traditionally done in India or how it has been. And I think it's in other parts of the country as well. I think we looked into that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Arranged marriages are really common, actually. Yeah. Worldwide. But the perspective we're going to offer is the Indian perspective. And that's just because we talked to our parents about it. <laughs> and we know a lot of close friends and relatives have gone that path. So I think that might we just can't be can't really easier. talk about the Nigerian perspective of yeah, arranged marriages. Yeah, I don't have any... I have one Nigerian friend, though. Do you really? Yeah, he's a prince I sent some money to. <laughs> no way! Yeah, yeah. He, Are we he, talking about he, the same guy? No, no, no. You must have... Someone else. <laughs> Anyways, 
So an arranged marriage is basically when, uh, well, traditionally in India, it's basically, you know, a girl or a guy is ready to get married and they go through a process using their parents' help and other people, elder people's help of uh, finding suitable partners, but not via, you know, the traditional method of courtship as we think of in America, like pursuing a girl or pursuing a guy. You more or less meet a person for a brief, you know, interaction and decide if this is a person you want to end up getting married to and spending your life with. Mm-hmm. Right? Did I miss something? Is that mostly it? No, that, that's it. I think okay. it's it's taken on a little bit of a modern twist these days. Right, okay. Where there is a little bit more courtship, but the the overarching idea is the same, that your yeah. parents set you up with someone. So you know you know why this exists anyways in India? What, or like marriage? Yeah, because like I, I was curious about kind of the background of it, like how it started, you know, whenever it took. Because at some point, you know, the idea of marriage was introduced to humanity. And then at some point it went from there to arranged marriages, right? And I, I was curious to see where that transition sort of happened. And I think, so historically in India, there's like this caste system or like different levels of society mm-hmm. and like different ethnic groups. So like Gujarati or like Punjabi and all these different groups. Um, from what I understand, it started because people wanted to minimize ethnic mixing and caste misting, uh, mm-hmm. mixing. So parents would basically ensure that their bloodline through their children is continued on pure almost. So like a Punjabi would only want to marry a Punjabi to continue Punjabi, mm-hmm. 100% Punjabi. It's almost like, maybe I shouldn't compare it to dogs, but like a purebred. Um, sure. In a very rough sense, no disrespect to anyone if they took any from that. But it's it's like a, yeah, to minimize like ethnic mixing and minimize like the caste mixing. We shouldn't tangent too far into that, but that's interesting to me that they didn't trust their kids to keep it within the caste. You know, they were like, we'll handle it. Yeah, but it's like the, you know, what if they fall in love with someone, you know, who's just a servant and this guy's in like the ruling class? Like a, like a fairy tale. That can happen in real life. I guess. Yeah. If the I servants guess, are bringing glass slippers or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cinderella was Indian. Did you know that? <laughs> no, but um, I guess that's kind of the, the background that I thought was really, really interesting. But okay. let's let's go back to the modern sense. I know we okay. already diverged way too much from what we wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so should we get going with... So le- let's level set a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I said the same word last time. We're going to be level setting a lot. Yeah, why do you use that word? I don't know. It's a good word. I don't think so. I but... think it's a great word. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if you looked this up. I, I took some time to do a little bit of research on the numbers around this, and it seems that arranged marriages are around 50% of global marriages. Oh, I had no idea. 50%. That's, that's, that's really huge. Hard. It's like 20, like the number estimate is like 20 million marriages around the world are arranged. 20 million marriages is 50%? Apparently. That seems low, doesn't it? Seems a little bit low to me. You tell me 40 million marriages happen, is this annually? Yeah. I guess that makes annually. sense if you like look at generation wise. Maybe. I still feel like it might be a little bit low. Anyways, but, it's but that's, that's still much higher than I had expected in yeah, terms but, of percentage. Right. So arranged marriages are still very popular. Okay. And they, you know, it's not as uncommon as, you know, people may tend to believe with courtship being very popular in Western yeah. societies. I think that's a lot of like entertainment media kind of portrays that like the whole world is just falling in love with each other. But <laughs> right. Really, it's everything is set up. <laughs> everything is everything, set everything up. Everything is business. Everything is business. Yeah. So were your parents arranged married? Mine were. They were? Okay. Mine were. My dad had immigrated to the U.S. for a job. Okay. He went back because his mom was like, listen, it's time that you married someone. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> went back. Looks on, you're 20 years old. You should be married by now. 
<laughs> it was a little bit older than that, fortunately. But okay, uh, this he he went back, and there's a little bit of a story about how my my parents met. But bottom line is that uh, my mom's side of the family went to see him. Okay. And they saw him, and I guess my mom and my dad they talked a little bit, but yeah. not a whole bunch. Yeah, that that's normally how it happens in the modern sense. Like, it's not like you you introduce someone and you're like, this is who you're marrying. I think um, one thing I I saw about like the kind of modern way of doing marriage marriage is that the girl has a right to refuse, or the guy has a right to refuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's awesome. Like, there it's not because like, they do court a little bit yeah, these days. Yeah, even yeah. if it's arranged by the parents, they do still date. Yeah, After on this that. topic, you watch the Indian matchmaking Netflix show? Oh, yeah. Like, that's kind of like almost how it works, where you meet someone, not naturally, but yeah. through an arrangement, but then you're allowed to go on, like, these little dates on or dates hangouts. And, stuff or, and say yes or no. Yeah, and right. figure out if this is actually someone you're interested in, and a lot of times it'll be no, and I think that's nice and genuine, and, like, not, like, a forced marriage, like I said earlier. Agreed. I, I think in that sense... My parents' marriage was a little bit more modern than most marriages, okay. most arranged marriages of their time, because like my mom did have the right to say no. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and so did my dad. But like they didn't date, right? They, I mean, the same day that they met up with, the, they met each other. They, I don't know, they talked for like an hour or two. Yeah. And then they got engaged, and yeah, then a year yeah, later yeah. they got married without seeing each other in that yeah. year in between. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that's. that's and then happens. my mom came over here. Right. To the your US. mom was like, "Damn, I got a visa." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn, citizenship looks good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's that's pretty standard from what I hear. What about your parents? No, they were not arranged married. Your parents weren't arranged They marriage? weren't. They weren't. And I was shocked when I found this out in like middle school. What? Because everyone's, I don't know why, we were like talking as a group of friends like, oh, my parents are arranged married, blah, blah, blah. My parents are arranged married. In middle school, huh? These are the conversations you were having? Look, man. Like, <laughs> I don't, maybe it was high school. Who knows? But <laughs> No, no, I have political debates in middle school. Yeah, all the time, right? Bush versus uh, Gore. <laughs> Gore, yeah. Bush versus Gore was it's all we talked about in recess. <laughs> but we were talking, and I was I went home and asked my parents, "Were you in an arranged marriage?" They started laughing, and they were like, "No, we weren't." And then they kind of told me a story about how they met because my dad was working in the same town as my mom, and they saw each other, and I guess they liked each other, and a little bit of flirting going on, and it, uh. it, it seemed like an almost like a modern sort of like you know a girl's into a guy or guys into a girl, and they meet each other kind of organically. So it was pretty Did refreshing. Did you ever ask your parents how their parents felt about that? Yeah. So they didn't like it, <laughs> actually. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Right, because it's weird because in Indian culture, you know, everything is always about approval from your elders, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe this is another aside that I don't want to... We can make a whole episode about <laughs> this, and we probably will, honestly, knowing us. But, you know, getting your parents' approval for something as big as marriage is such a massive thing. It's huge. And I know that my dad... I think his his side, I don't know exactly, this is all just storytelling, you know, through the years, but his side of the family, like, didn't want him to marry someone out of their, um, like, ethnic group, like Gujarati, Marvati, whatever okay, okay, he got was. It. Uh, I don't know, is that called ethnic group? I don't know what we should call that. Mm, I guess it's not nationality, right? What it's if- not. Also, quick aside, let's define this, just so people who aren't Indian understand what we're talking about. Like, India has, like, these groups of people segregated by location yeah. and culture uh, within India. And this is not, like, a geographic sort of boundaries, although it can be. It can be, but, but it's, it's not strict. almost like how people in the Pacific Northwest in America have their own culture, and, like, L.A. people have their own culture, and, like, a Texas person will have their own culture. It's kind of like that in a rough sense. Uh, maybe not the best description, but hopefully that's enough of a background. But regardless, my you know, my mom and dad were in different like ethnic groups or different 
cultural cult- groups. Cultural groups. It's like yeah. if a Chicagoan and a Naperville dated each other for anybody from Illinois. You're That's, not even close to anywhere from Illinois, are you? Dude, there's like three people listening who've ever been to Illinois <laughs> in their lives. Why would you use that as like a universal I don't know, that's example? what I think of. It's a really big thing in Illinois. I'm, I'm here trying to make this understandable to the masses, and you're like, all right, guy from Illinois, listen, this is your time it's to It's a really sh- big thing in this Illinois. Is, you can't your, say you're from Chicago This if you're is your time suburbs. to shine. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, we were so off topic right now. But they were in different groups, and their parents didn't approve of it, and I think a lot of my dad's family, like, didn't want to come to the wedding and didn't approve of the marriage. He did it anyways, you know, because... Takes balls. He fell in love with this girl and this girl fell in love with him. So, I mean, why would he back out from that for some distant relative who hasn't talked to him in, you know, months or years or something, right? So, it did take balls, yeah. I mean, they definitely did something that was way, like, different from the norm at the time. Yeah. But pretty proud of them for that. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really... Happy married since. They have... I mean, happy. I mean, it... It's rocky as any marriage gets, you know. Sure. Like, there'll be ups and downs, but like, they seem to like each other. <laughs> so there is that, and they bought a dog together. So <laughs> they're locked in for another fifteen. I like years. how the dog is the proof that they like each other, not the fact that they. Oh, have the two, dog is the kids. bond, right? Because imagine like splitting up with someone when you have a dog. You can't. <laughs> the so, dog is recent, by the way. Yeah. Maybe you that's your dog like two, three months ago. Three months, three months ago. Maybe that's why we got the dog. <laughs> they're not telling me something. Okay. Uh, why do you think, so we just talked about our parents' marriage situation and, and even the, the marriage situation of the people who we grew up with, their yeah. parents, right? Yep. Yep. And arranged marriages are still clearly popular from a statistical perspective. Why do you think that they're, why do you think they are still popular? So I thought about this a little bit, um, because like you said, obviously so many of them still are around the world mm-hmm. and there has to be some good reason for that. And I don't know if it's like a good reason, and I don't know if I even agree with the concept of it, but I can definitely understand why it happens. And I think the reason it happens is because the average age of a girl getting married in India, I think is like 19 or 20. It's like ridiculously low. Yeah. Right? And I think at this age, when a girl wants to get married, they kind of don't know what they want mm-hmm. in a man or in their career or in their life. And I think what ends up happening is they'll defer to the judgment of their older, you know, like elder relatives or aunt, uncle, mom, dad to help guide that and they trust in that mm-hmm. that they you know because in India you look at your elders of almost all knowing you know you don't say no to what they say yeah. you don't defer from their judgment you don't do anything that would basically they would disapprove of and like I said right. this is another tangent but it's just so important in India that you like look at your relatives in this this almost godlike light and have to kind of defer to whatever they think is right and I think because they're brought up with other condition that way they they think that they'll know best for me. Like, if they're going to say it's good for me, obviously it's good for me. Why would they be wrong? That's actually a lot more optimistic than my opinion on oh. why, that's, why it's so popular. Oh, boy. Okay. So, you're, so it, correct me if I'm wrong. Your opinion makes it seem like the girl is on board to get married in the first place, and they just defer to their parents to find a suitable match. Yeah, I guess that was an assumption. Yeah, I, I, I think at wrong. 19 or 20... Right, and this obviously has to depend on where you're from in India, right? Like, yeah. girls in more metropolitan areas or guys yeah. in more metropolitan areas, like they're probably willing to defer a few more years than people in villages. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think really what it comes down to is that there's still a lot of there's still a lot of very traditional, frankly sexist beliefs, mm-hmm. right? That a girl should get married 
basically as soon as she's of marrying age, which in some places is, you know, like 19 or 20, I guess, if that's the average. Yeah. Right. If not sooner, if not later. And I think it's a really backwards mentality, but in a lot of these places, she's seen as like has to become the childbearer and yeah. be the one who raises the family, right. not the breadwinner, which, you know, we're seeing that shift, I think, finally <clears throat> now in modern places. Yeah, if you saw Indian, Indian matchmaker. Yeah, that I mean, obviously that was set in America. Oh, no, actually, there were some No, there were some in people India. in India. But I think that's, that's a shift that's happening right now is that women are saying no to marriage at such young ages and like right. going and pursuing careers. And I think, uh, I forgot which Bollywood actress said it, but like she was saying how critical it is for females in India to have like financial independence, like have their own bank account, have control mm-hmm. over their own life. And I think that's such a powerful and important point to like help break away from this norm of forcing these people to do something they don't want to do i think we've taken it pretty negatively <laughs> no but, but I, I think that's what it is right like change is change at least uh is imminent and it's good anecdotally is coming but it's yeah. still very slow progress and that's why that's like a big reason why arranged marriages are still so popular in india yeah. at least uh I, I think marriage is still largely a business deal yeah. Right. And that's why it's a it's still a big thing worldwide. Yeah. Oh, you know that you said business deal. That made me think that in America, you know, when two people get married, it's those two people getting married and living their own life together, doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. But in India, you know, I don't know why this just hit me like this, but it's seen as like a partnership between two families. Yeah. Yep. Where like brothers and sisters and everything, well, everyone will intermingle yep. into these families where it's not just, you know, yeah, I guess you're right. And the you're dowry right. is is the clearest symbol of that. Is that still a thing, though? I think it's a thing. Is it? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I, I think a dowry is still a thing. Okay. It's probably decreasing in relevance. You should probably define dowry for anyone oh, who doesn't understand. Right. So a dowry is basically, uh, at least in India, what it is, is that it's something that girl's side of the family is willing to pay to the groom's family for... Uh, for agreeing to marry their daughter. Yeah. Right. Literally so it's like a transaction. Married, yeah, it's literally a transaction and kind of a messed up transaction at that, right? Like, yeah. But no, I think arranged marriages are still very popular because uh, they're largely driven by parents who want to maintain some sort of status class quo. and status yeah. um, and drive a business deal. Yeah, I guess we did have pretty <laughs> differing answers. I think I was looking at it more in terms of like for both willing parties, why they get arranged marriage. and But I think... I don't I mean, know. I'd like to believe more in, in your reasoning. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the split is, you know, between the people who did it my way and your way, but yeah, I'd like to hope it's more optimistic, but the reality is that it might not be. Okay, so what do you think about arranged marriages? Like, what is your... Do you think they're a good thing? Do you think they're a bad thing? Um, um, do you think there's a positive twist on it? I... Well, I don't know. Uh, they obviously last. They work. But you, you it's that's not a guarantee of happiness, right? That's not a guarantee that... Either party is enjoying it. Yeah. It's a lot of the times these people will stay married to maintain the family and maintain. And also it, it looks bad. And that's going back to another thing in India is you care so much about approval and the way people look at your family is that a divorce in India is seen as a huge red flag or huge like right. black stain on the family. I, I Again, like I said, I, I don't know if I, I agree with the idea of it, but I understand why a girl might do it or a guy might do it, especially if it's the most convenient option where... You know, a lot of the times um, you look at these people who've been raised maybe in smaller towns 
they don't go to, go to college like we do for four years and live on their own. They're until 20 years old, 22 years old, they're living completely under their parents' care. And they have such a limited worldview, which is why they'll agree to an arranged marriage because they don't really know what the alternative is, mm-hmm. you know, what, the, what, the, what, the, what they could do, like if right, dating-wise or courtship-wise. Right. So, like I said, I'm not sure if I agree with the idea of it, but I definitely understand why it's in place and why the mechanics of it work when you look at it from a high level. So you think the convenience is, is a big part of what keeps it alive? Well, not the convenience. Maybe that was the wrong word to use. But the what I talked about earlier about deferring to the judgment of people who may understand life better than you mm, okay, is a okay. big reason why I think they're still in place and why I would understand why someone who hasn't ever left their house would see that as an acceptable and almost positive option because they're deferring to the judgment of someone who's already married or you know has been who's, who's seen a little bit more who's seen you know thirty years more of life sure. than they have. Uh, what about you? Do you do you agree with it? What do you think of it? <laughs> I think arranged marriages are great. Yeah. Assuming assuming like you know you're not just doing it as a business deal to get your your daughter and and get your money or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like if it's from two willing parties, I think it's great. You know how like have you ever heard any of your friends, uh, especially your non-Indian friends, be like, "I'm worried I'll never find somebody." Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? I don't have that concern. Because your parents. Because I know that if you. I if I really wanted to get married in two weeks, I could be married. <laughs> Yeah, but I think the people who say they're never going to find someone can probably also find any random person to get married to them out of a business deal. But do you think that's a way to get like happiness? Or... Can they? Oh, it's definitely it's definitely not a guaranteed way to get happiness. And right. I think there's a overarching uh, there's like a, another tangent here about do your parents actually know you well enough to find somebody that would be suitable for you? So answer that. Do they? Personally, I don't think so then why would you be okay with that happening in the next two weeks? Because it's the perfect fallback if everything else fails. How is it the perfect fallback if, A, you're not down with the idea of it in general, Mm. B, your parents don't know you well enough to find someone for you, and C, it's not a guarantee of happiness? Well, that's the point of a fallback, right? Is if if (laughs) all else fails. It's not the perfect fallback. It's a fallback. It's a fallback. Okay, fine. It's a fallback. Maybe it goes, you know, meet someone in person, hinge, end up single for 40 years and then my parents set me up <laughs> yeah. maybe that's the stack rank. true yeah maybe if that's the stack up <laughs> then it's the perfect fault right. yeah um but i i think i totally get the idea of modern arranged marriages like i totally understand the idea of deferring to your parents to help find a match for you and then you decide if that match is good for you yeah okay that's fair i i think that actually takes a lot of the stress out yeah, it's the convenience of it all. Right? It's so it's convenient. Like, it's a convenient option to just get something major in life done and then focus on the next thing. It also takes away that, that level of uncertainty that you have when you meet someone about how serious are they about a new relationship, right? Like, are they looking to get married and, be, and have a serious relationship? Or are they looking for a fling? Because that's definitely a consideration you need to vet out when you're first dating and when you opt for an arranged marriage it's assumed that whoever's on the other side of this is looking to get married, yeah. right? So you're already on the same level of where do you want to, where do you want to be? How seriously do you want to take this? Yeah, sure. So, uh, do you, so you probably think that since you're a little bit iffy on arranged marriages, you probably think the idea of searching and finding and courtship, that's a better system. I don't know if that's a better system, but I think that's a system that will overall net longer term happiness 
So yes, it's a better system. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Okay, so would you still say that even if I told you that apparently like 40 to 50% of love marriages in the U.S. end up in divorce and 4% of arranged marriages in the U.S. end up in divorce? Yeah, but at the end of the 40% of marriages that end up in divorce, they've learned something about themselves mm-hmm. and used that to grow and then find another partner or maybe they decide they don't want a partner mm-hmm. or make some other massive change in their life to, to seek out whatever their end goal is. I don't think that's a bad statistic. Like, I don't think anyone getting divorced is a bad thing. It just means they're learning something about themselves that they didn't know at the time they got married. How relevant is the divorce rate when you consider which option is better for overarching happiness? I know, I just blew your mind. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I don't even think I understood half of that. <laughs> All right, I think that's arranged marriages, guys. That's arranged marriages. Hopefully we uh, gave you some uh, perspective on how they have worked in our family's lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you guys have stories about it or want us to talk about something else or thought we said something incorrectly or good or bad, Feel free to hit us up on our brand new Twitter account. Ribu, you want to plug that? <laughs> yeah, we have a brand new Twitter account. The name is Foreign and National Podcast. Uh, the Twitter handle is Foreign and NATL. So yeah, that's national. at F-O-R-E-I-G-N-A-N-D-N-A-T-L. Yes. You know why I did that? Sometime you'll like end a podcast and they'll be like, yeah, find us on Twitter at, and then they'll say it at light speed, <laughs> right. like just warp speed. And then I'm like, I don't, I can't, I don't speak computers. I don't know what you just said. Says the hardware engineer. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I can't speak the language. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Uh, that's the context for where we'll be coming at for future dating episode podcasts. Yep. Catch you then.